0: Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, September 29th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is Imran, the Don Khan. Howdy. Imran, how's it going? It's going okay. It's real overcast today, which is good because the last couple of days has been way too hot. Oh my god, dude. Over, I, I've been talking about this on shows. Over the weekend, it was very hot in San Francisco. And it's mm. one of those things where I'm... On the top floor of my apartment building and so all the heat rises and the insulation here sucks and so the heat just gets trapped in my apartment and it got so bad that like even yesterday I think I was like halfway through You XOXO before I was just like I am like I I can't concentrate anymore I'm just sweating profusely like I, yeah. I am very hot uh, I such was a problem.
1: A, I was streaming Hades last night no- or yesterday I was just sitting in this chair and then like I was playing for maybe like an hour hour and a half I got up and like, it's one of those things of I'm wearing a t-shirt, but I feel stuck to this chair. And that is oh, yeah. the grossest Damn. feeling.
0: Yeah. yeah. You gotta love it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's nice that it's overcast today. That means it's cooler. And that means I, I can chill and not be dying of heat in the middle of a podcast. Yeah. Uh, I want to point out right now, for those who are watching the video version of the show, I got on a Nintendo 64 t-shirt and a Rareware sweatshirt. Obviously, because we're in October, baby, or I, we're almost in October. October starts. I should say October starts this week. in my in my, in my mind, I'm already in October. We're in October. it's it's <laughs> It's you know how like Greg Miller will start celebrating Halloween two weeks ago halfway through september he's like oh yeah you know i'm putting up the orange and black the halloween colors that everybody knows uh <laughs> you know <laughs> you know that's, that's right. what Greg, that's what dragon Miller sounds like when he talks um i that's what i'm like with, with october i'm already celebrating it of course it starts this saturday and i'm very excited about it. has he not bought you
1: a jacket for halloween to wear no for is being, that a thing yeah.
0: oh he did that last year didn't he like yeah, old, okay. Yeah. No, he didn't
1: buy that last year. I had to wear his. Oh.
2: So it was right, that giant yeah. jacket. What are the well, odds that was, that was Christmas, does... right?
0: That wasn't that was like a Santa Claus. That was Christmas as well. Suit. I also had to wear yeah. the Halloween one the Wait, but, month of October. Wh- oh, what are God.
2: the odds that he's gonna do that again? I'd say they're pretty high. That he's gonna wear Very the high. suit for are all you kidding of me? October. I'm just saying, yeah. like,
1: why has he not why has there not been a package from mm. like Spirit Halloween online? Because I assume they have an online presence to I believe in a relationship
2: with them now in the sense that they saw him wearing the suit and they sent him a bunch of goodies
1: well i if... we did give blessing a jacket so blessing can one learn the halloween colors and two wear the jacket every day on games daily
0: if i get a a delivery at my door within the next let's say a few days right and it's i open it up it's a, it's a suit that is halloween colors which as i understand it are orange and black as people <laughs> keep telling me and won't stop telling me so uh, okay
1: I, I missed the initial thing of that did you not know they were orange and black or did you think they were like different
0: colors like did you think they were like purple and red or something i didn't i just didn't care like one i think i didn't I, i've never really thought, thought they about were purple about and poly- green
2: it's just funny you yeah, won't admit I, it now <laughs>
0: I'm well I never I've never really thought about the Halloween colors or the fact that there are Halloween colors like the only the only holiday I've really paid attention to colors is Christmas everything else can get fucked in terms of holidays as far as I'm concerned I'm sure 4th of July is probably red white and blue you're gonna upset a whole bunch of people just chill out bro some of us really like you know what man fuck these holidays man You you think I care about holidays man every day is a holiday for me man I'm celebrating I'm celebrating. (laughs) And Ron, let's celebrate some video games because today's stories include EA Play coming to Game Pass at launch, what's next for Need for Speed, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show at the patreon.com kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show uh housekeeping it's tuesday and you know what that means a new episode of ps i love you XOXO XO is live right now uh this week greg and i predicted the metacritic scores for the whole ps5 launch lineup uh and let me let me backtrack well i, I said whole we 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 did the meta scores specifically for the the new game sort of coming out with the launch signup there was like a lot of clarification going on in the episode about what the rules were uh, what the guidelines were uh but check it out uh it's a pretty fun episode some people say clarifications are the best parts other people disagree i mean that's i'm with you kevin i think the clarification adds to the episode i think it adds flavor i think no, it gives us all context to what's going on the opposite do you remember i was i was arguing that like you should have done this beforehand <laughs> how dare you kevin how, how, how dare you talk back to me right now, Kevin? What is, After all uh, I've done for you. What
1: was the highest rated PS5 exclusive? Or,
0: yeah. I, I think I predicted it to be Demon Souls. I think Greg might have predicted it to be Spider-Man Miles Morales. I think you're right. Yeah, okay. I, I, I easily see Demon Souls rating higher on Metacritic.
1: I think there's going to be a lot of people who are like, well, we didn't rate this high before, and
0: we were wrong. So mm-hmm. what if we well, like, fix that it this was, time? We so like as we we're going through because the exact way we did it was we were assigning numbers that we like whoever got closer as far as like the review score you put out there is the one that gets the point, and uh with that, what we like looked at the previous games to see like all right, which are the ones that like uh, how do we compare what's coming out in the launch lineup to what these developers have put out to put out before? And Demon Souls is pretty surprisingly high, like I think it had like a 90 91, something like that on metacritic unless i'm misremembering and i'm getting it confused with with something else um and to that like i'm like dude if that's the case and you're we're getting a blue point remake and we know blue point knows how to put out quality work and like that thing is going to review pretty high i imagine Mm. but we'll see tune into psw xoxo to get all our our context behind our choices and so you can hear our choices and all that good stuff Uh, Like I said before, Donctober begins this Saturday. Me and Barrett are playing through the entirety of DK64. You can catch that live every Saturday this month starting at noon Pacific time and then later on youtube.com slash games. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Tom Bach, Maman Muhammad, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Upstart, Hymns, and Logitech, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report
2: that
1: sounded like one of those like an like snes start S- yeah
0: that's yeah. what
2: i i was exactly trying to i was trying to not drop the cereal out of my mouth because <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a mouthful of cereal and i panicked guys
0: i panicked legit hard sounded like the street fighter 2 announcer like yes. that was great Starting with our number one, EA Play on Game Pass is launching alongside the Xbox Series X. This is from Tom Warren at The Verge. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers will get access to EA Play just in time for Microsoft's next-gen console launch. EA Play is arriving on Xbox Game Pass Ultimate on November 10th, the same day that Microsoft launches both the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S consoles. Only Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers, that's the $14.99 per month option, will get access to EA Play alongside the xCloud and bundled Xbox Live Gold benefits. EA Play will include access to more than 60 additional EA games, including The Sims, FIFA, Mass Effect, and many more. EA Play is similar to Game Pass, but exclusive to EA's games. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers will also be able to download and play, uh, play games from EA Play on Windows 10 PCs in December, boosting the collection of games available on the PC side of Xbox Game Pass. This is one of those ones where on its own, isn't necessarily big news. Like we knew EA Play was coming to Game Pass. That's the thing Mm -hmm. that broke a few weeks ago. Um, We're now getting the date. And I think this all kind of feeds into an interesting uh, narrative, right? In terms of how Xbox is gearing up for the launch of Series X and S, how they are kind of strategically dominating the news cycle, right? Like yesterday, we talked all about the previews that went up for Xbox Series X and S. Uh, today we get this, and even just just generally, consistently, uh, I think Microsoft has been doing a very, uh, very good job keeping themselves active in the news cycle. And this this is one of this is another one of those hits that I think is going to be pretty big for them. Imran, yeah,
1: they had a they had a real bad summer in terms of like getting people hyped up for their new consoles. But I think what the fall has taught us is they didn't not care, but they wanted to put the reason they didn't get us that hyped up for new consoles is because they wanted to get us hyped up for Game Pass. And the last month of Game Pass stuff has been, and even just like implications, like now that they have Bethesda on there, what does that mean for Game Pass? And it means a lot. And they they already said like, "Hey, Doom Turtle's coming. Other Game Pass games should probably be there by law." Like it's in the last month they've made a big deal about how big Game Pass is going to be. And I was thinking like, I know Jedi Fallen Order is not on EA. Play yet for whatever reason, like that game is just not on the archives. If they launch with that, and that's a big showcase of here's what backwards compatibility on Series X or Series S can do, like that is a big deal because that game did not run great. That game had some problems.
0: Yeah, no, I think that could be a that could be a huge thing, right? Especially if I know that game got uh, some post launch updates, but it's never really gotten like a big DLC expansion at this point. I don't necessarily even expect it, but. If I'm living in a what if world, right? Like, what if that that what if that could be the thing for that game, right? Where it comes out backwards compatible, part of EA Play. That means you get it through Game Pass, and then there is some sort of like. By the way, here's this extra thing that we're throwing into Jedi Fall in Order for you. Like, I think that could be a a really cool thing. My question for you, because we've been talking about Xbox Game Pass and and what they've been building it to be. Do you, where do you think Xbox like? Do you do you think at this point Xbox is like we've done it like Xbox Game Pass has has reached its full uh, potential? Do you think do you think they're trying to go even further with it? Like where do you think their end goal is with Game Pass?
1: So I think they're trying to stave off the Netflix issue of like eventually third parties are going to require like so much money or time time exclusivity for their game not exclusivity that's not the word I'm looking for but uh, shorter timeframes that game games are on Game Pass or later after release, or whatever, things like that, that they're trying to head that off by saying, okay, well, what if we just go ahead and start bolstering for original programming, so to speak, now? And I think that is where Game Pass is going to ultimately head, is the idea of, yeah, maybe Cyberpunk won't be there day one, but it'll be there eventually, and in the meantime, we have... Elder Scrolls, all that jazz. I was going to say Fallout 76, but then I found out recently Fallout 76 is already on Game Pass, which is yeah, sounds about right. really damning of that game that I did <laughs> not know that. But, yeah, it's... I, I think Microsoft is preparing for the situation of there's going to be droughts on Game Pass because as it gets more popular, and it's gained like 5 million people in the last six months, as it gets more popular, people are going to start demanding more money or like longer frames before they put their games on there. I think... Microsoft is going. I th- well, let's build up a big shelter in case of those times—a nuclear mm-hmm. shelter that, if things go wrong, we have a big enough thing to keep people happy for the, or happy and subscribed for the meantime.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like in terms of what could a possible drought mean, uh, mean for? Because like right now, it does feel like they're ge- they're gearing up towards launch. Like they're, like really, really building out of that library. EA Play is going to do a lot for it, obviously. And then yeah, like. Uh, purchasing but bethesda is going to do a lot for it obviously for first party um but even with the idea of a drought like even if even if xbox game pass was just purely first party xbox games like you know it's still like a pretty good deal and so like that alongside like all this different third party stuff that 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 they're getting the the indie stuff that they've been able to get pretty consistently on there you know it still seems like they've built out something that has kind of reached like a like a level of yeah this is good now like y'all like y'all are y'all have built something special here which i we've gotten we've gotten plenty of questions over the weeks of like you know have they is this sustainable like how like how are they doing this can xbox game pass continue to cost only ten dollars with all the stuff that's yeah. on it like they what go is up. going on here
1: like the price will go up it's like it's the subscriber or early founder fee or whatever you want to call it like mm-hmm. it's gonna eventually go up like prime did like netflix did all that jazz uh we just kind of have to accept that and hopefully the service gets better alongside it but you know who knows like the industry is constantly changing and as services i'm sure microsoft will want to do everything in their power to make sure it doesn't go up because it is a the numbers look good even if the revenue isn't there, and I think there's like a line that crosses another line at some point that mm-hmm. says, like, okay, at this point, people start falling off. But yeah, I I I also have like questions about sustainability, but for right now, it is actually good for the consumer to have this stuff. So as long as that exists and as long as it's not changing the game design to match it, which is that is the major concern I have. Is I love Sea of Thieves. I think that game is really good. I don't want every game to be Sea of Thieves. So yeah. as long as they figure that line out, and, and that line may be we make some games that sell Game Pass and some games that are just good. Like I'm sorry, that's that's a that's a bad yeah. way to put it. But some games but are I, just like like a Sony style single player narrative game, those kind of things. Like yeah. if they if they have the difference on those and like just say we're we're taking a loss, quote unquote, on the ladder, then I think that thing will work out really well. But we'll see, we'll see how it goes
0: yeah for for sure like i i think you know having that multi-layered strategy there i think does a lot for it right like to where you're saying of like we'll have games that sell it but then also games that are that are on it i think that makes a lot of sense in terms of a hey putting elder scrolls 6 or putting starfield on game pass that is going to sell game pass to so many people people are going to show up for that whereas like on the other side of it you know you we've had games over the years like outer wilds which is an excellent game and like so many people's Favorite game at this point, like people had so many glowing things to say about Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds wasn't necessarily a game that I would say sold Game Pass, but the fact that it was on Game Pass maybe opened it up to people in in ways that maybe wouldn't have gotten wouldn't have reached the same amount of people if it wasn't on Game Pass. Outer, if that makes Wild? sense, was
1: that on or, Game Pass?
0: Outer yeah, Outer Wilds, yeah, like when okay. it launched,
1: yeah, okay, when it launched, sure. I was trying to think, like. This is one of those things of I'm never sure whether the other person is talking about Outer Worlds or not.
0: Outer Worlds versus Outer Wilds, yeah, yes.
1: Both of them were on
0: Game Pass. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he
1: said everyone's favorite game, I was like, oh, that can't be Outer Wilds or Outer Worlds. Sorry, I. Oh yeah, it. yeah. But yes, that I agree. Like I think it is going to be a matter of getting the next big thing in some cases, but people are really people shine to. Subscription services a lot more than they used to, and I think they're Microsoft is calling the right calls right now. So if they can just mm-hmm. keep doing that, and if they don't, like all of this could be completely upended if there's like a game that's only free to play on PS4 and it's the big or PS5 and it's the biggest game in the world, and it's for for some reason not on Xbox. Yeah, Melgar Solid
0: I, HD or El- yeah. Melgar Solid remake, I should say.
1: <laughs> yeah, if that's the case, then like sure, like Fall Guys is a kind of good example of like. That game sold a lot, but it was also the most downloaded PS Plus game. That does good for Sony's reputation of, hey, we have free online games, quote-unquote, free online games with the subscription as well. So hopefully Microsoft can, like... I think the next step of this is not necessarily, hey, we got games that would have been at retail, but now they're on our service. The next step is, hey, now we're going to go out there and just try and, like,
0: pick up interesting-looking games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that definitely makes sense. I... Going going back a bit to the idea that Microsoft has been very consistent over the last, I'll say like month or so in terms of messaging and, and kind of dominating the news cycle with all this different stuff with the previews with Bethesda, with today with the announcement of the launch of EA Play with uh, Xbox Series S, right? Like, how, how do you feel when we compare that to uh, what PlayStation is doing with their messaging cycle? This is a conversation that me and Greg were having a little bit on the post show yesterday about PS Love You, where we're kind of theorizing and thinking about like, yeah, man, PlayStation's not really been as talkative. Like, you know, we, uh, you know, folks have series X's like, like, or I should say media have series X's to try out um, and preview and stuff. Um, we've seen the UI, like we've seen so many different things when it comes to what the series X is and what that is going to look like towards launch. Whereas on the PlayStation side, we've gotten very controlled messaging and I'm mm-hmm. in a place currently where I'm like, all right, that that could be one of two things. Like I'm a, I'm of two different minds of it where I'm like, man, you know, it could be a we're just trying to control messaging. Like it's a weird time and we're trying to like grapple with how we're we going to sell you guys and like preview this console that is coming up without actually having people come out come out and be able to preview it. Um and like also how much how vital is it for us to show the UI like months before? Could we just do that a week or two before on the PS on the PlayStation blog and have that be a thing? That's like the once. That's one side of it that I'm on. The other side of it is, are they having trouble landing this plane? Like, is are are is there like a lot of things up in the air and like a lot of fog that are like that that is like making things difficult to really nail down because they're messaging things as they're coming in because things are coming in kind of rough right now. Like, do you have any thoughts on that? Or like, how how, how do you come down on all that? So I was gonna tweet about this yesterday and I decided not to because like I, I tweet about a lot
1: of things and I. I have never gotten a tweet that has gotten like I tweet about political things. None no political tweet I've ever made has gotten as much like anger as Console Wars tweets. So if anything comparing the PS5 and Xbox Series X gets so much or so many people upset. So I didn't tweet about this, but I'll I'll just talk about it now. The last week or last month, I'd say, of the way Microsoft and Sony have been presenting their arguments for next gen, I'm honestly feeling like Maybe I should have gotten a Series X as well. And now I'm like, okay, yeah, I probably like backwards compatibility is a good example of in the end, maybe that's not the biggest deal in the world. It's not going to sell systems, but I'm looking at that like, okay, I know what the Xbox Series X can do. I don't know what the PS5 can do. And we're all like, we're already muddying up things of I don't know whether saves are going to transfer from the PS4 to the PS5. And like Avengers yeah. has straight up said, okay, we'll have a save transfer. But I'm like, is that a tool that they're using? Is it going to be on the cloud? Because I know that game saves aren't server-side because I know people are already cheating on PC. So it's it's stuff like that that I need questions answered from Sony. And Sony's like, I don't know. Like, I was looking at the, the create button thing. They've not said what that is yet. We can assume what it is. We can assume mm-hmm. it's share with some extra stuff, like just inter- integrate share factory. But they... They announced that button, or announced "quote unquote" in a PS blog months and months ago. We're like, we'll share more about this soon. It's like, no, no, you didn't. You, it's we're less than two months away from launch. Like, tell me what the button does. I don't really care that much, but if you're gonna tell me that it like does something, and you can't yeah. tell me right then, or if like
0: it's a key feature of your controller, right? That like you highlight when you reveal your controller, you figure that okay, cool. We're gonna we're gonna know more about this before the thing actually launches. Yeah.
1: And like I know uh, for example Cyberpunk has a PS4 version and a PS5 version and the PS4 version they've announced will go to the P- like become the PS5 version when that releases. That's cool. They've not said whether that PS5 version has my saves from the PS4 version. And if it doesn't, then there's just no fucking way I'm going to get Cyberpunk on PS4. Like I'm not going to mm. start that game for a save that's just going to go away at some point. And like It's stuff like that that Microsoft has assured me like, oh, I'm not sure me personally, but assured players like, yeah, this stuff just works. It's the same OS The Series X can read the Xbox One X save files.
0: I don't know that PS5 can. This is a weird thing to harp on, but it's stuff that like. No, I mean, but like it's like it's real, though. Like it it is kind of a it's a thing that we're very up in the air on, especially especially with that Yakuza Like a Dragon news. It is like, okay, yeah, so it's not a thing I've really thought about because I just assumed. That that stuff would carry over, especially because on the Xbox side, it seems like through smart delivery, that stuff does carry over. But like, and you know what? I think there's a question about this. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna scroll down through the doc to see, because uh, I could have sworn somebody had a thing to. Okay, here we go. It's damn. This is a long question. I'm gonna bring in this question from Will Ramos, who writes uh. into patreoncom slash uh, uh Buckle in, because it's a long one. Is the Yakuza series now becoming more of an Xbox series? As we've known for quite some time, the latest entry in the Yakuza series, Yakuza Like a Dragon, will be multi-platform uh, for the first time and will launch on November 10th, 2020 for Xbox One, Series S/X, PS4, and PS- PC, with PS5 releasing at a later date. Well, the news broke yesterday, and we know that Yakuza Like a Dragon releases on March 21st, 2021 for PS5 almost four months after the initial release date. Not only that, but it was also revealed that while PS4 owners will get a free PS5 upgrade to the game, however, their progress will not carry over. By contrast, Yakuza Like a Dragon will be an Xbox Series X launch title with smart delivery capabilities, meaning that you get the free next-gen upgrade and your save data transfers seamlessly. What's going on with Yakuza on PS5? Yakuza is a series that is synonymous with PlayStation, so it's bizarre as hell to see that this game will be out on other platforms four months earlier, including PS4, and that it will not have transferable saves. A couple of things. One, did Microsoft pay for timed exclusivity, or did something go wrong during the development of this game on the PS5 SKU? Two, PS5 and Series X uh, are very similar machines with similar architecture so how is it that xbox supports save data transfers but not playstation it can't be a limitation to the box itself we've seen we've seen it for other titles so it has to be it has to be sony making that call right i just find this whole situation bizarre and this is the kind of thing that i think could really push gamers towards xbox via death by a thousand cuts is this indicative of a bigger issue with Sony, or is this a one-off situation? Thanks again for reading my question. Be well and stay safe, Will Ramos. A lot here, a lot yeah. that that is more about like Yakuza as a franchise. Uh, but like they, they Will does does touch on here like the save data transfer thing, which is like which is the big thing, because when I when I try to explain it to myself, the way I explain it is, all right, I guess the the disconnect here is that yakuza like a dragon for ps4 is a ps4 game with a ps4 save whereas the ps5 version is just an entirely different version that is disconnected in a way where they're not going to make those saves talk uh which like that seems dumb even if that's true that seems super dumb yes like that's that that's that seems that seems off especially in comparison to xbox where it seems like they have that figured out
1: yeah like if you've built a ps5 under the the present the precept that it is not going to read PS4 saves, then something went wrong because it should just be able to do that. Like, okay, so let me hit these questions in Mm -hmm. order. Uh, Did MS pay for a time exclusivity? Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. 100%. like Obviously. uh,
1: Because it is like, as the, uh, as Will Ramos mentioned in the question, the series is synonymous, synonymous with PlayStation. Microsoft took a really hard introspective look at themselves in uh, quarter one of 2017 where there were a bunch of big games that came from japan and they had none of them and not just in japan just in general there were a bunch of big games that they didn't have any of those big releases and like obviously they're not going to get zelda but they could get yakuza so that became a big thing of like courting sega and talking to them and like arranging hey what if you put this thing here it's gonna maybe you'll do better and i get yakuza 0 did pretty well on game Wait, pass
2: didn't the microsoft guy say he he didn't believe in that it wasn't like, don't people throw that around all the time? They're like, oh, no, Microsoft doesn't
0: believe in exclusivity that way. they all say bullshit.
2: Yeah, that's right. It's all bullshit. Yeah. It was bullshit when he said it, it's bullshit now. Marketing,
0: I'll, I'll quote Tim Gettys: marketing is a bitch. Yes. <laughs> like, it really is. All right. And for safety transfers, what
1: I'm thinking is happening is that Sony must have released a tool to developers sometime in the last, let's say, six to eight months. And now developers who are making a game can use that tool for the PS4 releases to have the PS5 version read the next gen, or read the old save file. Because Miles Morales, if you buy mid-game, for example, the PS5 upgrade, you can continue off your save. Spider-Man, however, you cannot. So there must have been something you need to put in the original code for the game, in the PS4 version, mm-hmm. that lets the save file like transfer over. I'm worried that that's going to, like, who has that and who doesn't. Because Yakuza 7 is a, at this point, it came out December of last year in Japan. So I don't think they're touching that stuff now. But, like, I imagine stuff that's, like, being made at the enough time right now. So, like, Horizon Forbidden West probably has a transfer. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, Sackboy probably has a transfer. But the rest of those older games probably don't. So, I'm not that worried, but I am a little worried about like, ok. So who has that, and who doesn't? Does CD project Red have that? If they don't, are they going to be able to patch it? And I'm assuming no because other people haven't so far
0: It's worrisome. Like it, it yeah. like it, it's one of those things where I'm like, i this whole time it have just assumed I was going to work because it seems like one of those things that just should work. But the more and more we talk about it, the more and more we get more more um situations about it, It seems like, oh, yeah, this might be like the, the the again like this plane that we're trying to land for this thing might be coming in a little bit rough due yeah. to fog or whatever the, the situation uh may be. and yeah like to even for the yakuza stuff right like uh, to will will's question of uh or not even will's question but will will pointing out that yeah yakuza is is a series that has been synonymous with PlayStation that very much I think does feed back into the Microsoft thing of hey yeah like we're trying to we're trying to elevate game pass we're trying to elevate our our, our library we're trying to get uh uh more japanese games on our platform and we're trying to become more synonymous with or not even synonymous synonymous feels like too strong a word we're trying to feel capable at like in that sense and yakuza is yakuza is a great way to feel capable when it comes to oh wait yeah microsoft does have japanese games on their Mm -hmm. platform uh and like yakuza the multiple games from yakuza series has appeared now on game pass and it very much seems like microsoft has been making attempts to take ownership of that franchise Uh, and not even away from PlayStation, but in a way where it's not, we don't see Yakuza as a PlayStation franchise specifically anymore. Um, and I guess, I guess with like a dragon, even like, yeah, it seems like they're trying to take it away from PlayStation.
1: That said, like, Judgment is still PS4 exclusive, the Yakuza Remastered Collection is still PS4 exclusive. Like, those games aren't even on PC, so it's not like you know, the the four month window I, I imagine sucks for some PS PlayStation players, but. It's not like the Yakuza is still not primarily on PlayStation. That said, yeah. like the, the communication thing with PlayStation, I just want to see instant resume. I want to see like things load faster. Show me that stuff, and I will be like mollified a little bit. I'm we- it's weird to me they haven't done that yet.
0: So to to take it back because we started this conversation talking about EA and EA Play and stuff. I want to get into story number two here. Uh, speaking of EA, the still unannounced Need for Speed Hot Pursuit remaster has been rated. This is Andy Robinson at VGC. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered was rated by Korea's games rating and administration Committee earlier earlier this month, as spotted by VGC contributor Andrew Marmo, suggesting that a, re- that a release for the title could be imminent. The remastered version of the Criterion Racer was first outed in a Venture Beat report in June, then listed by Amazon UK for release on multiple consoles, including Switch, on November 13th. Hot Pursuit is set in the fictional county of Seacrest, which is based on the American states of California, Oregon, and Washington. EA announced in February that it had handed Need for Speed development duties back to Criterion Games as it planned to restructure Ghost Games, which developed the last four entries in the racing series. And to be clear, because I realize that this might be a bit confusing, the Hot Pursuit remaster that we're talking about in this story is the remaster of the reboot that came out in, like, 2010-ish, and so like this isn't the original Need for Speed Hot Pursuit that we all love on like PS2. This is the PS3 version being remastered for PS, probably PS4 and PS5. Yeah, I really yeah. hate that they
1: were reusing Need for Speed names like that. That became needlessly confusing, especially yes. some that you like had to put in skews for like like stuff into an outlet. Like this, it sucks when they u- reuse names. It's cool that I recall this being like the last really good Need for Speed game. So I'm excited to maybe play it again, but on the other hand, I own Burnout Paradise. I've never booted it up like since the uh, the remaster. I played the hell out of the original. So, yeah, like it's it's good that EA is getting back into the remaster game. I w- hope they do more than just like Need for Speed titles and like
2: mm-hmm. like
1: obviously Mass Effect is coming at some point. Like Jeffy Grub Grub has more or less leaked the details of that game. Yes, but. I, I want to see some other like why not do a Shaz the Damned Remaster? Why not go with like some of the I don't I didn't like Dante's Inferno, but why the hell not do a new Dante's Inferno or a Dante's Inferno remaster?
0: Yeah, like I'm I'm all about it. And especially with the, the detail that uh, you know they're putting ghost games on the bench for now because they've been put they've been churning out the Need for Speeds uh, over the last few years. And I'll also point out that a lot of people were saying that um I forget it feels heat. Or payback. Whatever the most recent Need for Speed game was, apparently a lot of people like that one. Like when mm-hmm. we talk about like the the grand scheme of Need for Speed games, at least the last generation of them. The last one, apparently, people are like, "Oh no, this is actually better than the 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 last few." Um, that yeah, previous
1: one a couple of years ago that was like mm-hmm. it was an open world racing game and it was fine, but like at some point it was, "Oh, we just have to keep redoing races for parts, or you can just buy things." I'm like, "Oh, you guys have learned like no lessons here."
0: Yeah, so that was, and like that was a few I, years ago. I, I, I think the idea of them bringing Criterion off the bench because Criterion's been, as I understand it, has been like essentially co-developing stuff with, uh, Dice for like Battlefield and Battlefront and stuff. Like that's kind of what they've been relegated to. Them bringing them off the bench to actually work on Need for Speed, you know, sounds like a good idea, especially because that seems like it could lend some freshness to Need for Speed as a franchise to have maybe Ghost Games and Criterion rotating on it, as as, as opposed to. Uh, ghost games just like churning these things out. Uh, mm-hmm. number one, and then I think them doing the remaster to Hot Suit allows them to get their feet wet and like allows them to be like, All right, yeah, let's get let's let's get things going, we'll be able to remaster this thing, and from there we'll work on our, our new original need for speed. The you pointing out the uh, how they like keep how they kept rebooting and like reusing the names, I find to be very fascinating because, yeah, like looking back, right, like they did. They redid Most Wanted, or they rebooted Most Wanted. They rebooted, they rebooted Hot Pursuit. The one that they didn't reboot was Underground, which I feel like is the one that people probably would have wanted the most, right? Was,
1: no, I was thinking of the one. I was thinking of the Run. Actually, I was like, oh, that they the names are so weird. Yeah, they should they should have rebooted Underground, didn't they? They, they reused really the they name.
0: There, there was Underground and there was Underground too, but both of those were like ps2 games i don't think they ever brought that back which shocks me unless like they brought it back in like a mobile game or something i wouldn't know (laughs) but mobile games
1: sounds familiar but yeah i'm not seeing i'd swear they brought it back but i guess i'm wrong
0: kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if they brought back need for speed underground i feel like that'd be like a huge thing for so many people Story number three, speaking of a huge thing for so many people, we have all the details on Pokemon Sword and Shield Crown Tundra DLC. Uh, I'm going to read from Joe Scrabbles at IGN who detailed it all. The Crown Tundra expansion for Pokemon Sword and Shield will be released on October 22nd. The Crown Tundra is a snowy new open area being added to the world of Sword and Shield, adding new characters, Pokemon and quests. You'll be able to explore Pokemon Dens and meet every legendary Pokemon in the series so far, as well as a brand new mythical Pokemon and new forms of the original legendary birds, Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres. Dyn- Dynamax Adventures will you join three other trainers to explore caves and take on battles against Dynamax Pokemon. The brief clips we've seen to point, point to choices of route that you take past... Hold on, let me say this again. The brief clips we've seen point to choices of route that take you past different Pokemon types. The Galarian Star Tournament will also be added to the game, an endgame event allowing you to battle alongside and, and against trainers from throughout Sword and Shield. The tournament should offer new story and character elements that weren't available in the main game. On November 6th, you'll also be able to buy bundled versions of Pokemon Sword and Shield alongside the respective expansion passes. No price was given for the bundled version. Uh, to celebrate the the Crown Tundra announcement, you'll also be able to catch eight versions of Ash's Pikachu wearing a variety of different caps, each unlocked by mystery gift passwords and or mystery gift passwords that are entered in game. As far as we know right now, the Crown Tundra expansion will be the final piece of new content for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Imran, I know you you played Pokemon Sword and Shield when it came out. We both played Pokemon right. Sword yes. and Shield when it came out. Have you been following the DLC at all, or is this something that I'll bring you back in?
1: No, I mean like I watched my girlfriend play the first DLC and she seemed to enjoy it. And I I did not like Sword and Shield, so I just didn't bother getting into the DLC. But it seems fine. It seems like kind of what I wanted more from that game. Uh, but it wasn't enough to like really solve the problems I had with it. But mm. yeah, this this to me feels like. Okay, here's what our ideas are for next gen. Let's say if we like not next gen consoles, but next gen Pokemon. So I I like the I, the direction they're going. I my mind this may be unfair of me, and there's gonna be people who are gonna really mad when I say this. My brain just turns off when they mention Gen One Pokemon.
0: It's not How that dare I just, you? Like, How dare you. How dare you? Out of is, all the things, I thought you were gonna say something that that I'd be like, you know what, man, controversial. But I hear what you're saying. I don't know what you mean when you say that. How dare it's you? It's not that
1: I dislike those Pokemon. Yeah, it's just they use confused. them all the time. D- so Gen 1 Pokemon are the original 150. Like no, the no, Charizard. No, 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 no,
2: no. I knew what <laughs> you meant there. I'm super super confused on like what you're saying.
1: They use them so often. And it's Because so they're fun- awesome! that's so for fun- like you my favorite generation is black and white because I love the idea of, okay, here's just a fresh start. Here is just a new set of Pokemon that these are the only ones you can catch you're not the the time pokemon broke for me was pokemon D, uh, Diamond diamond pearl where you had to, you did a gym leader and then you had to go back through a cave and then i went through the cave and then there was the only pokemon in the cave were geodude and zubat and just that moment back. that's that nostalgia moment right with there like, God damn it, we've been doing Geodude and Zubat in caves for the last four games. Mm. And that was the part that got me. Is like, why are we still using these Pokemon? You have replacements for these Pokemon. Or if you're not, you can make a new bat. You can make a new rock Pokemon. I don't need to see these same Pokemon over and over and over and over again. Like, if Pokemon Snap 2 is primarily the original 150, and I, I know it won't be, I know there'll be more than that, yeah. then it's like, well, why? Because we had Pokemon Snap 1. And that's the that's the reason I bring it other new Pokemon games is, okay, cool, it's Mewtwo again, it's Zapdos, Articuno, and Moltres again. It's all these Pokemon again and again and again. Why can't we just get a new, like, get some new ones that we focus on? You've hmm. made so many good designs over the years. There's like 900 Pokemon now. Why can't you just use those guys instead?
0: I hear you. I, I think I actually have a similar feeling on the matter, but less so about the original 150 and more so about how I feel like so many of the new Pokemon they make feel just iterative of what they've done before, where we look at the... Like, I'm tired of the three starters being Grass, Water, Fire. Like, I'm I, at this point, I'm kind of bored out by it, especially because, like, if you put every starter pokemon like the first evolution form of every starter pokemon just on a chart with each other they look like they all look so similar and so like like they're just you know round fire beings or like a round grass rat or like you know i it it was a period where like
1: it was just only firefighting for the final evolution for fire pokemon Mm -hmm. like that was just all they had and then at some point like uh in Roar, I was—he is a not a fighting type, but he is a pro wrestler, and they just like, all right, let's call him Dark, and that's the weird thing. Like, there's not enough variety in those original starters, yes. so I think they. They should move it to fighting Psychic Dark as the triangle.
0: And and it even goes beyond that for me, because I I, I think Sword and Shield kind of broke down for me a bit toward the beginning where, yeah, I chose my starter, and I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And then I go into, like, the first route or the first area or whatever, and the first Pokemon I'm finding are, oh, here's a small bird Pokemon. Oh, here's a normal-type Pokemon that's, like, a... I forget exactly what the one is in Sword and Shield, but let's say, like, a sheep or something. You know, that, like... the The archetypes that they have in terms of the progression of Pokemon that you're finding in these games seem to mirror each other from game to game in a way where I'm like, I am playing the same game over and over again, it feels like. And that's that's what I want to see change.
1: That is to me one of the annoying things is like, take Sword and an example. One of the reasons I didn't like this game is when I play a Pokemon game, I try to start fresh. I only use Pokemon that are new to that game. But there's not a lot of variety if you do that because they do lean so hard on the original, like, the Gen 1 Pokemon especially. And it's just, an, when people were freaking out about national decks, is like, why isn't everyone, every Pokemon in this game? It's like, honestly, if you just stopped making, or if you stopped bringing in old Pokemon, if you, like, cut out Gens and just made new ones, like, mm-hmm. just put put those resources towards making new Pokemon, I would be happy. I, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are like, no, I need Bulbasaur, because Bulbasaur is my favorite. But, like, i don't know i've done i quit playing pokemon let's go because i realized at some point that this is the exact same team i had before i've done this exact same run before
0: and that was like you're you're, you're not you're you're not you're not just you're not adding variety into your life man every time i play those old games i have a different team it's it's a hundred you have 150 pokemon to choose from it's a whole new world to i forget what the theme song is that tim would tim would tim would sing right now um it's a whole new world to see though you know like you got you to gotta spice things up, man. Right. So I think Pokemon is Experiment. one of those things. It's the franchise is so big that it's serving a
1: bunch of different audiences at once. And right now, they're definitely. over-serving the nostalgia audience. So mm.
0: maybe, like, balance that out a little bit better. I definitely feel that. I definitely understand that. Uh, before we get into story number four, I want to tell you guys about our sponsor. Uh, of course, you can go to patreon.com slash games where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Upstart. During these economically turbulent times, everyone is looking for a way to feel more financially secure. So if you're still needlessly throwing money every month at high interest credit card debt, it's time you checked out Upstart, the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Now is the time to find out how low your Upstart rate can be to help pay off high interest credit card debt. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. You don't need a degree or diploma to apply, though. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000, so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. The best part, if the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards uh, or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way with Upstart. CY why Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot, and hurry up to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. We're also brought to you by Hymns. Uh, 4Hymns.com is all about men's wellness. We all know the story. Andy and Nick wanted to maintain their own wellness, so they looked to Hymns for help keeping their hair full and healthy. We can't confirm they've been loving it ever since. Uh through Hims you can get the prescription medication that treats erectile dysfunction, real sil- real science, real solutions. Uh this could cost hundreds of bucks if you had to go through a doctor or pharmacy. Not so with hymns hymns makes it simple and affordable. No embarrassing conversations, no expensive appointments. Just answer a few questions online about your medical history and a provider will confidentially review if approved, your medication is shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging and shipping is free. No more searching online for answers to questions about erectile dysfunction or sexual wellness. Just go to your Hims account and ask a medical professional uh, you can trust. Try Hims today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhims.com/gamesdaily for your free visit. That's forhims.com/gamesdaily. F-O-R-H-I-M-S.com/gamesdaily. Uh, prescription products are subject to medical provider approval and require an online consultation with a medical provider who will determine if prescription is appropriate. See website for full details and safety information. Again, forhims.com/gamesdaily. And lastly, brought to you by Logitech. Logitech has been my go-to for a long time when it comes to gaming headsets, and the Pro X Wireless Lightspeed Gaming Headset is a game changer. Based on the award-winning Pro Gaming Headset design, Pro X Wireless Headset features high-quality materials, advanced communications, precision audio, and total wireless freedom. It's a high-performance Pro X Gaming Headset with Lightspeed Wireless technology and up to 20-plus hours of battery life. It also features a detachable pro-grade microphone featuring real-time blue voice technology, including passive noise isolation, compressor limiter, limiter, and more for clean, professional voice comms. It doesn't stop there, as there's also the advanced Pro-G 50mm drivers, which deliver clear and precise sound imaging with improved bass response. Hear footsteps and environmental cues with clarity to give you the competitive advantage. You can also experience the headset's supreme comfort and durability. For a limited time, Logitech G is offering our listeners 10% off select products at LogitechG.com. Use code KFGAMES for 10% off today. That's 10% off select Logitech G products with promo code KFGAMES. Story number four.
1: Before we move on to story number four. Mm -hmm. There was also part of that Pokemon thing, a music video there at least. Oh, I heard of it. it yeah, it has a song from uh, Bump of Chicken. Bump of Chicken, who did uh, the Tales of Abyss opening theme and like the Grand Blue Fantasy anime theme. It's
0: good. You should, people should watch that music video. I'm gonna check it out. What like what's the? I mean, is the video just like Pokemon dancing? Like it's
1: <laughs> like uh, it's mostly focused on trainers. So it's just like a mm. cool. It's uh, done by the animation studio Bones. So basically, you know, Alchemist OPs. It's a little like that
0: i'm gonna check it out because I I, I I love watching me some pokemon music videos like jokes aside though like they i do like that if you go to um i forget which youtube channel it is i think it might be the pokemon official youtube channel they have they've done really interesting things as far as like promoting sword and shield yeah. uh like they have like anime bits that they've uploaded there there are like tales from the pokemon game and it's like I don't know, like weirdly quality stuff that they're uploading there, and I appreciate the tw- it.
1: The Twitter account has been going through every single Pokemon and recently tweeted, "Porygon did nothing wrong." Which I saw that. <laughs> I was very confused. <laughs> like, so like, you know the story, right? Of like the why they don't use Porygon and things anymore. No, like they don't. Uh, in the in ninety seven or ninety eight, there was a Porygon episode of the anime that caused seizures.
2: Like what? no, that was oh. wasn't that Polygon.
1: Porygon, that's the name of the Pokemon.
2: No, isn't Polygon the first one? And then Porygon is the like the no, it's no, Porygon, the one is Porygon, then Porygon, Porygon 2.
1: The, Porygon 2, then Porygon Z. Oh, oh,
2: I remember but that. I, did I happen, remember it, right? there... it did cause seizures,
1: yes, yes. And they
0: pulled that episode from syndication and just stopped really using Porygon and things after that, really. Okay, I knew that Porygon, I knew that there was the Pokemon episode that gave people seizures that they they they, they pulled out, yes. I didn't realize that. That then reflected badly on Porygon, and they were like, all right, Porygon is just not like we're we're ignoring Porygon from now on. Like they just straight up canceled Porygon, which is crazy. Well, Porygon did nothing wrong, according to the Twitter account, so maybe he'll make a comeback. That's hilarious. Uh, story number four. Uh, epic we have an Epic V Apple update. Um, the judge calls for trial by fire, JK, uh, trial by by jury. This is James Bachelor at gamesindustry.biz. The judge overseeing the ongoing antitrust dispute between Epic Games and Apple has proposed a trial by jury, which is likely to take place next year. The first hearing in the case was held via a three-hour video conference yesterday, and both sides argued their case directly to the judge. Argued their case directly to the judge for the first time. Judge Yvonne Gonzalez Rogers didn't offer a ruling on the restraining order Epic has requested, which would compel Apple to return Fortnite to the App Store, according to GamesBeat's. Games beats extensive write-up. However, she did propose the case be elevated above a single person's ruling. Quote, I think personally this case should be tried to a jury, she said. I don't think individual judges have have the be all and end all here. End quote. Gonzalez Rogers expects a trial could begin in July 2021 at the earliest. Quote, I think this is going to be a fascinating trial, she said. Walled gardens have existed for decades. Nintendo has a, has had a walled garden. Sony has had a walled garden. Microsoft has had a walled garden. Uh, in this particular industry, what Apple is doing is not much different. End quote. Uh, there's also there's more that you can that you can read into. Uh, I know GameSpeed has coverage. I read the entire uh, GamesIndustry.biz uh, article on this, and they go into details about like the arguments that were made and like some of the new stuff that came to light regarding it. And honestly, like I'm I'm of the mind that I really hope Epic wins this case because I think that'll reflect better on the industry as a whole that said i don't i don't know anymore if epic really has a chance to win this case based on what i read in that games edition article
1: so i'll I'll shout out shannon Lau at uh cnn she did a very good like write-up of this and she was tweeting basically the ask the trial uh this is good and bad for epic it's bad in that they really this is a a hearing for an injunction to make apple's like stop their removal of Fortnite from iOS. They lose millions upon millions of dollars a day, right. or Epic does that if Fortnite is not on iOS. So this is bad for them financially. It's good because the judge was really gonna rule against them, uh based on the thing she was saying, that she doesn't believe Epic really has a case here because they're not yeah. applying it equally. They're only going after Apple and Google. And she did straight up ask them at one point like, hey, why aren't you going after Sony and Nintendo with them? And the actual answer is Sony invests in us. The The answer Epic A was like, we're not focusing on that right now. So, they... Th- going to a trial by jury might be better off for them, because it does mean they don't necessarily have to play to the legal arguments so much as they can say, hey, Apple is a monopoly. Monopolies are bad. And you're right. It is probably Epic has a good argument here. They have a regardless of motive or reasoning, they have a very righteous have, argument.
0: Yes, they have like a just cause that like is I think transparently, obviously like y'all are doing this because it's going to make you guys way more money in the long run. But also, if you guys win, like you guys you guys do have an argument that Apple has a monopoly here and like These restrictions, even across the board from the from the for the industry, are not good. Like you know, if we if we can get those percentages down, if we could create more uh, freedom on these platforms, that is only going to lend uh, towards better development, like or better cases on the development side of things, as opposed to like the as opposed to the um, like the apples and the sonys and the microsofts uh, and all that jazz. Yeah. The the tough thing here is that like. Even even reading through how Epic is presenting their arguments here, like in their case, very much seems if a lot of these arguments seem like bad arguments. Like no, yeah, even... they they're not being represented well, honestly. Like I'm not at alone. all. I don't know. So like
1: just looking at this and looking at how the judge responded, they have the right and or the right arguments here, but they're not presenting them well. And at all. I think that could kill them. But who knows how a jury is going to react? I think Epic should maybe like look into. Changing other counsel a little bit because this is not necessarily like the like I said the judge was going to rule against them like, completely.
0: Reading reading the quotes, if I was the judge, I'd be like, "Epic, your case here is bad." <laughs> like they're like, not the, the, fighting the case well. is not like this case decision could
2: affect long term stuff for everyone. Where it's like, mm-hmm. if a company creates its own platform, they may not be able to dictate the rules hundred percent, which is like very much like. It is true that, like, if PlayStation makes PlayStation 5, they are the one that puts the stamp on what game, you know, gets put out, right? Yeah. And, like, you can't build unless you have a dev kit. So, like, they they have a monopoly on that. It's just very – it's a slippery slope if they were to win the case. And I think that's – or, yeah, if Epic were to win the case. like Because, like, what would stop them from immediately being like, all right, cool, now let's turn our eyes on – like, now we can use this as president to screw over, like, all the other, like, game console
0: makers. Yeah. Well, that's think- the thing, like, when the, when the judge points out, like, all right, so what, what is it about Apple specifically that you, is making you guys go after them when other companies have the same restrictions? And, like, the ans- the, seemingly their answer w- was that, yeah, Apple is where the bulk of our, of our user base is. Like, so many people, you, like, play Fortnite through apple and so it, and it's like that's not really i don't, it, it it the arguments are very weird arguments that they're making here they're making business arguments to a judge
1: which is not going to work out yeah like and i think one of the things that actually is interesting to me is i wonder because the you, you we talked about amazon luna before right yes like the way that's coming into ios by slipping in through the the browser and not paying their fee to apple i wonder if in a situation that Apple shuts that thing down or like tries mm. forces them to to adhere to the current rules they put on Stadia and Game Pass and all that does that give a more does that give more ammo to Epic to say look at what's happening here they are they may not control the entire smartphone market or the entire games market but they did have unilateral decision making processes on this ecosystem and that's not allowed that is that is verging on Monopoly, or is it illegal for some? Like, can they make that argument then? And if so, like, is Amazon expecting that's going to happen? Are they trying to, like, sneak in there for a better long-term gain? I don't know. Like, this is all super interesting, but yeah, this, they, Epic was not, if only going by this injunction hearing, Epic is not playing their full hand right now
0: yeah not at all like i i think their their argument should probably come more so for and maybe this is just a the bad way to do it legally and i'm not a lawyer and so obviously like obviously i'm not a lawyer and so maybe there's maybe there's bits about the arguments that they're making that would hold more weight in court as opposed to hey this is better for the industry but in my view i feel like they should come come from the place of hey like what Apple is doing is stopping the industry. And, like, if we're able to knock down Apple here, then that is going to be good for how the industry operates overall. Like, I feel like that's that should be where their argument is coming from, and that is right. not where the argument... That is not the argument that they're making in, in the hearings. I highly recommend people go to GamesIndustry.biz uh, or to GamesBeat to check out the full case because it's, ve- it's very fascinating stuff to read, Um, honestly. Yeah. Imran, I'm very excited to see what happens by... Possibly July 2021, possibly later when it comes to these hearings uh, and the trial by jury. But that trial by jury is probably so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grop's shops today, where would I look? I thought you were going to say I'm very excited to be a
1: lawyer. But <laughs> the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is about the kind of funny games that we show host each and every weekday.
0: Yeah. Out today, we got... Return, One-Way Trip for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. The Walking Dead Onslaught for PC and PSVR. Projection, First Light for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Bacon Man and Adventure for Switch. Bartlow's Dread Machine for Xbox One. Splunky 2 for PC. Warsaw for PS4. Escape Quest for PC. Astral Towers for PC. The Sojourn for PC. Uh, Always Legacy for Switch. And then uh, a new All Hallows Eve character skin pack is available now as part of the Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath expansion. Uh, And then two elusive legendary moose have been reported in Red Dead Online this week with new generous rewards being offered for their samples and pelts. Again, every week I read the Red Dead Online updates and I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck is going on in that game. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then the Killing Floor 2 Infernal Insurrection update is out today on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, we have one new date: Torchlight 3 is launching on October 13th for PC, Xbox One, and PS4. The Switch version is com- is coming later this year. And then we have a few games, a few uh, deals of the day for you. Starting with Xbox Game Pass coming soon on October 1st, uh, we're going to get Doom Eternal, and that's on console and, and Android. Uh, Drake Hollow on PC, and then October 8th for Xbox Game Pass, we're getting Brutal Legend on console, Forza Motorsport 7 on all platforms, and then Iconfell on console and PC uh xbox games of gold for october have also been announced uh, we got slay away camp butchers cut made of Skur, sphinx and the cursed mummy and costume quest awesome <laughs> and then uh, uh lastly for deals of the day we have elite dangerous horizons uh it'll be free for all elite dangerous players starting on october 27th Emron, usually this is where we would get into questions but we had a big old question from from will ronalds that we took out and put uh into early in the show and so uh this is where we'd usually after questions jump into squad up but we got no squad ups and so we're jumping directly into a kind of funny.com slash you're wrong Rewriting and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong people are writing writing in about me being wrong about halloween colors and not to be clear, this is a this has been settled. I know I was wrong about the Halloween colors. This is from a week <laughs> ago. Um let's see here. But we're all happy you you can admit you are wrong. Oh yeah, no, I'll definitely I'm definitely down to admit when I'm when I'm wrong about holiday Green colors. Green and purple. <laughs> well, I was thinking let uh, that's like witch colors, right? No, like hey, I, I get witch. it, I get it. And here's here's yeah, the thing.
2: You can't make black out of light. So if I want to decorate my house, I have been looking at Green and purple does look very much like a haunted house. Yeah. Hmm?
1: Blessing's not wrong.
0: It's just like. No, no. I mean, he was definitely wrong, though. Like, like Halloween those, colors. Those colors Halloween. In, a, in a haunted house, those colors will come into play. I think it's like. Purple, sure, sure.
1: If I, if I came out wearing orange, people would be like, oh, yeah, Halloween. But if Absolutely. I came out wearing green and purple, I'd be like, that's just green and purple.
2: Is he into Mardi Gras? Is I, he
0: missing gold? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, which colors? I don't know. <laughs> Have you seen The Wicked? I don't. Hmm. I just imagine you offending <laughs> Have you somebody. The you like,
1: you see someone on the bus, like, "Oh, which color?" And they just like look at you, like,
0: "What?" What the fuck? I'm celebrating Mardi Raw right now. Uh. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm.
1: Yeah. Apparently, Mm-mm-mm. PS4 or PS5 game pre-orders went up. I'm going digital. So oh, I'm I not see. going to pre-order anything.
0: Yeah, people were writing in about missed new dates for like Sackboy Adventure, and I'm like, that was announced as a launch title, right? Like, that's yeah. that's not a new date. But I see yeah. it's the. Basically like the special edition and stuff. Right. We'll get into we'll get into that more probably later because this is all coming in as the show is going. Um Kabal writes in with the uh, Pokemon theme song that I was referencing. It's a whole new world to live in. It's a whole new world to see. It's a whole new place with a brand new attitude, but we still gotta catch them all to do the best that you can do. What the hell are you talking uh, about? Do, 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 do. Uh talking about Pokemon Pokemon the Johto Journeys, Kevin.
2: Yeah. Oh, I never watched that one.
1: I actually lost that. No, wait, he lost Orange... No, he won Orange League. He lost the Pokemon League. Didn't he just
0: win a league recently? I was gonna say, didn't
1: he lose, like, every league that he competed in except for,
0: like, one
1: recently? He beat Drake, I think, in Orange Islands.
0: They got Drake in this shit?
1: We don't don't count
0: Orange Islands.
1: (laughs) We do not count Orange Islands this household
0: in this house household uh tomorrow's hosts for kind of funny games daily are greg and gary witta i should point out right after this episode of kind of funny games daily if you're watching live andy cortez is gonna be streaming on twitch.tv slash kind of funny Games. so stick around if you want to see the game he'll be playing I, what, what game is it you'll have to see because i have it, no it says idea it on the calendar oh well i mean i'm looking at the doc where yeah, greg which, i think wrote in nope
2: it was me i wrote that in
0: oh that was you okay what was he playing kevin call of duty one of the, He's playing one of the, Call some, of Duty. Something to do with Call of Duty. He <laughs> said something
2: yeah. in the general about Call of Duty. It's, it's on the calendar.
0: Cool. Well, stay tuned. Watch Andy play Call of Duty, probably. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each new weekday live right here on Twitch.tv Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of Patreon.com Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, till next time, Game Daily.